Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi guys, just wanted to give you a quick update on the pod. I've been missing in action the last little while. Nothing too exciting, just general life taking up too much time. Work has been mental, plus Christmas and New Year, it's all added to the delay of episodes. I like to have an episode available every week, and I do these because I enjoy making them. I like doing the research, I like arranging the format for each episode, I like the editing part, but what I like most is the idea that people are improving and that I'm helping on that self-improvement journey. I don't want to get into the situation where I feel a compulsion to release an episode every week, you know, where I'm, I'm stressing out over it. That kind of takes away from the enjoyment out of it and it makes it feel more like a job. At this stage, I'd actually need thousands more downloads per month to make any money out of this. Currently, I don't make a cent. In fact, it actually costs me money to do it. And even then, you know, getting the minimum amount, it would only be sort of pocket money, you know, certainly nothing I could live on or anything like that. There seems to be a bit of a a perception out there that anyone with with a podcast is making tons of cash. That's just not the case. You've got to get listeners, you've got to have downloads. And I've got a great following, but I've only been around for six months and, and all the um, listeners that I have, it's all organic. I'm not advertising in any way. It's really just a fun hobby that I enjoy doing. And you know, when I upload an ep- episode to Acast, they're the ones who distribute it across all the platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, they need to be paid for that work. So there are annual fees that I pay to make this podcast exist. So if one day this pod starts organically making money at some stage, then I'll treat it more like a job and I'll feel more compelled to be stricter with my episode releases. Okay, I, I mean, I generally spend around four to six hours per episode start to finish. So firstly, I have to find the time each week to do that. But also it has to be the right time. I have to be in the right frame of mind to get into it. Lately with my workload, I've been I've been coming home just physically tired and not really able to put much effort into it. So to break it down, I want to release an episode every week, but only you know if I'm not killing myself to do it. I'd much rather release a better episode later than a rushed version that might not have the right structure or the right content. So speaking of episodes, the big episode that I mentioned before, I'm still working on it and it's still in the pipeline, so that's not happening this week, but I'll try to get that sorted out as soon as possible because I think you're all going to find it really interesting. No spoilers at the moment, you'll just have to be patient. So, on to today's episode, how to stop self-sabotaging. 
if you're listening to this podcast, chances are it's you know it's for one of one of a few different reasons. Either you have a sneaking suspicion that you're getting into your own way, or maybe someone has pointed out a pattern of behaviour that, that you don't particularly like about yourself, or maybe you're just an avid listener to the, to the podcast who you know listens to every episode. So thanks for that if you fall into that category. Now. No one no one wants to admit that we sabotage ourselves, but we all do it on some level. Everyone has done things that took them further away from reaching a goal that they're trying to achieve or behavior that they want to change. And that's okay when we're aware of it. And sometimes we're not moving further away, but just stagnating and not doing anything to proactively advance towards that goal. When we're not aware of our self-sabotaging behaviors, life can seem a little impossible. We can feel like we're playing a game where we don't really understand all the rules. It might seem like we'll never achieve the goals we want or live the kind of life that we want to have. So when you're trying to change your life, it's it's advantageous to look at what you can control rather than focusing on what you can't. Fortunately, your behavior is something that you can change. We're going to try to identify some unhelpful patterns and how to stop self-sabotaging in this episode. So technically, what is self-sabotage? The term sabotage means to deliberately damage, block or impair something that, you know, so that it doesn't work as intended, right? Even though we rarely block ourselves deliberately from getting what we want, we still might do or say things to get in our own way. Others, from their perspective, it can kind of seem like we're doing it deliberately, So, you know, self-sabotage is when people do or don't do things that block their success to prevent them from accomplishing their goals. It can happen consciously or it can happen subconsciously. Self-sabotaging behaviors can affect our personal and professional success as well as our mental health. And although we usually talk about self-sabotaging behavior, it's also possible to have self-sabotaging mindsets and patterns. Becoming aware of what causes self-sabotage is key to breaking those patterns. I'm going to say that again. Becoming aware of what causes self-sabotage is the key to breaking those patterns. So you might wonder what causes self-sabotaging behavior. Well, self-destructive behavior can be a biological response. If you know, we, we get a boost of dopamine, right? That's the feel-good neurotransmitter. And we get that by setting goals. Not by accomplishing them. We, we get it from accomplishing as well. But just by setting a goal, we get that boost of dopamine, right? So that's a reward. So, you know, um, now when it's time to complete them, the fear of failure can actually trigger an avoidant behavior. In order to avoid the quote-unquote threat, we subconsciously start to shy away from our goals. And this is called the approach avoidance conflict, right? The approach avoidance conflict. Self-sabotaging happens when there's a mismatch between our values and our behaviors. It's most likely when we have to either do something that doesn't align with what we really want, or conversely, it might be that we know what we want, but do something that doesn't help us get there, right? So let's look at a couple of examples. Example A, your doctor tells you that you should start an exercise program. That's great, but you hate going to the gym. Even though you know this, you sign up for gym membership and, and sessions with a trainer. You know, you're, you're figuring the extra accountability will keep you motivated. On the very first day, you arrive to the gym late and you don't even have your, your, your runners with you, okay? Example B, if you're always late to work, 
you might think to yourself, okay, well, I'll have a plan of getting up earlier. But then the night before, you stay up late watching TV and you rationalize that whatever you haven't finished can get done in the morning. Unfortunately, then you oversleep. Waking up late throws off the entire day for you. So now you're tired, so you think, see, I'm just not a morning person, and you make that excuse. In each of these examples, our behaviors are out of alignment with what we say we want to happen. When this kind of mismatch occurs, we have to either change our behaviors or develop a greater sense of self-awareness. Self-sabotaging behaviors are also linked to cognitive dissonance, the psychological discomfort associated with internal contradictions. When we try to make ourselves do something that isn't in line with our beliefs or values, we feel out of balance. Check out episode 21 on cognitive dissonance if you haven't already. So subconsciously, we often try to restore this balance by changing our behavior or creating circumstances, no matter how sneaky, they kind of let us off the hook. So you want to be identifying self-sabotage. And there are many different patterns associated with self-sabotage. And one of the most essential steps in identifying self-sabotage behavior is to develop a stronger sense of self-awareness. Self-awareness, or sometimes it's called introspection, is critical to noticing unhelpful behavioral patterns and to strengthen the ability to stop them in their tracks. A helpful way to begin identifying forms of self-sabotage is to frame your situation using the following sentence. I want to achieve X, but I keep doing X behavior. So for an example, you know, I might say, I want to get a passport, but I still haven't arranged the passport photo. Now that you've identified the behavior and how you keep blocking yourself, you can start to look for other areas where that behavior might show up. For example, you might realize that you often miss doctor's appointments as well. Um, you know, perhaps you never put appointments into your calendar. Once you start asking yourself these questions, you'll start to notice your pattern and you might find that you know, they arise in more than one area of your life. So here are some of the most common patterns of self-defeating behavior. Number one is perfectionism. Striving to be perfect might sound like a good thing, but it often gets in the way of being effective. Perfectionists often struggle with getting started on projects, and when they do get started, their obsession with the tiny, tiny details keeps them from finishing. Perfectionists also tend to have like a an all or nothing kind of thinking or approach, and they tend to they tend to be especially harsh on themselves and talk themselves out of potential opportunities before they even get started. Right, number two, moderation. People who struggle with moderation often have difficulty setting boundaries. This behavior might look like, like people pleasing and, you know, and that will cause them to say yes to just too many things at once. Or it might be a lack of moderation in some other areas of your life. Like you, you might always have that just one, one too many drinks when you go out at night. There are going to be other more subtle ways of, you know, quote unquote, overdoing it, like staying up all night watching TV or working out, you know, to the point of exhaustion at the gym. Although overcommitting can look like a strong drive to achieve, it often masks an underlying fear of success. Number three, running on empty. Neglecting your personal needs to try and get more done isn't just short-sighted. It's a sneaky sign of self-sabotage, Right. That's a pretty short and sweet one. That's, there's not much more I can elaborate on that. Number four, procrastination. 
everyone's guilty of procrastinating now and again, especially when it's a you know like a project that you really want to do. But putting off your responsibilities can actually indicate a lack of self-confidence. When you procrastinate, you prevent yourself from having the time and the resources you need to do your best work. Procrastination often goes hand in hand with perfectionism, and perfectionists will often delay starting a project if they feel they can't do it perfectly. Number five, lack of communication. You know you need help on a project, but you don't reach out. You're running late, but you decide not to send a text. Communication is a regular part of life, both in our personal and professional lives. When we resist communicating, it's often due to self-criticism. We worry that asking for help, we're highlighting our failures or it makes us look weak. Unfortunately, the lack of communication can be damaging to our relationships. Even worse, it can create fertile ground for something that's called imposter syndrome. Because no one knows what you're dealing with, you live in fear of being quote unquote found out. So what are some symptoms of self-sabotage? The signs of self-sabotage can be very subtle. And here are some of the more common ways that people self-sabotage, both at work and, you know, anywhere else. Right, refusing to ask for help. Controlling or micromanaging behavior. Picking fights or starting conflicts with colleagues or loved ones. Setting goals that are too high or too low. Avoiding or withdrawing from others. Negative self-talk and extreme self-criticism. Making excuses or blame-shifting undermining your goals and values, substance abuse, overspending or overdoing it in other ways, constantly seeking approval and reluctance to speak up for yourself. So what are the psychological impacts of self-sabotage? When we're not aware of our negative thought patterns and how they affect our behavior, self-sabotage can run our daily lives, just completely take over. We might feel hopeless about the future or achieving our goals. We might think that there's something wrong with us and that we're just not capable of success. When this happens, the negative behaviors can become ingrained. They can amplify our existing securities, and that is not good. Self-sabotaging behaviors drain our motivation, our enthusiasm, and our self-esteem because the evidence of our failures, you know, quote-unquote failures, start to pile up and and at that point we no longer think that we're good enough this self-doubt begins to perpetuate a cycle and you know we're inevitably pushed to do something outside of our comfort zones we panic those uncomfortable feelings and scared inner voices lead us to act against our own best interests and when it causes us to burn a bridge that really matters to us that can be heartbreaking so how to stop self-sabotaging yourself Well, learning to recognize and stop self-sabotaging behavior can help us rebuild our self-image. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here are five basic ways to stop yourself from self-sabotaging. Number one, you want to develop more self-awareness. Number two, write it out. And, you know, when I say write it out, for me, I mean that literally. Writing it with a pen and paper rather than typing it into a computer, that actually works better for me for some reason. I'm not sure why, but I know that if I write a list, I'm going to remember it better. If I'm trying to learn something and I write it, I learn it and remember it better. So I think when, you know, what I've, what I've seen in the research, it says to literally to write it out. I don't know if they mean it literally, but that's what they say. So number two, write it out. Number three, create a plan and do it. Number four, practice mindfulness. Now, that mindfulness comes up in a lot of these episodes because it is really important and it's really helpful for your day-to-day life, your, overwhel- your, you know, your, your well-being overall, right? So practice mindfulness, that's great. If you can, if you can improve on in that area, that's going to help you in a lot of areas of your life. Number five, communicate. We've already discussed that, communicate. So let's look at those five things a little bit deeper. Number one, develop self-awareness. What does self-sabotage look like for you? Do you wait until the last minute before you start a project? Do you pick fights with others or run away from challenges? Start your inquiry with the sentence that I spoke about earlier. I want to achieve X and with X being your goal, I keep doing Y. This, you know, whatever that certain behavior might be. Once you've identified the goal and the behavior that's blocking it, you can start to understand what the negative behavior is actually telling you. And in many cases, self-destructive behavior is rooted in anxiety. Our anxious behaviors can cause us to avoid doing what we need to do to reach our goals. And in this case, we're not avoiding the goal, just the perceived negative consequences of it, right? So that includes the negative emotions we associate with it. Sound complicated? Yeah. Well, let's look at the example from earlier. You want to get a passport, but you haven't arranged the photo. Digging a little deeper, you know, that can help us pinpoint what the negative feelings are trying to say. So what happens? Well, you know, I say I want to get a passport, but I never get around to sorting out the photo and I don't schedule in, you know, I don't schedule it in my calendar as a reminder. Well, that's a great place to start. Why wouldn't I put an important appointment into my schedule or, you know, calendar? 
paying attention to this behavior might help me notice that when I make the appointment, I follow it by doing something counterproductive. Paying attention to my inner voice, I hear myself say, well, there's no point getting a passport. You'll never get time off work. You'll never have time to go anywhere. Besides, it's too expensive. It's too much of a hassle. And yeah, and that's just an example, right? But if we slow down the loop, we can often find that there's a sneaky thought that happens between making progress and the unproductive action. In this case, it's my fear that I won't have the money or the time off to travel. So what's the point? Right? And instead of addressing it, I just avoid getting the passport. Right, number two, write it out. If you're having trouble identifying these patterns, start by keeping a journal. And that again, that's something that we've spoken about before, keeping a journal. As you continue to write about your goals, you might start to notice yourself complaining about the same things over and over. Share these thoughts with either a coach or a therapist or even a friend. They might be able to help you find ways to overcome them. Sometimes self-sabotaging behavior is the result of a past or even a childhood trauma. We might develop survival strategies that keep us from further harm. And unfortunately, when these strategies outlive their usefulness, it becomes difficult to break them. Working with a therapist can help you resolve these underlying emotional pains that you might have. Right, number three, creating a plan and just doing it. When you can pinpoint the behavior patterns you want to break, create a plan for how you're going to address them. For example, if you know that your self-sabotaging thoughts sneak up before you put an appointment in the calendar, decide to put it in anyway, and you can make it like a just to make it a personal rule for yourself. You can say to yourself, from now on, all my appointments go into the schedule or go into the calendar, no matter what they are. So by making it a personal rule, you allow the power of habit to take over. And We've spoken about habits before. If you do something for about 21 days, you know, roughly three weeks, give or take, it starts becoming easier and easier and easier, right? So do that. Make it a habit. This is going to increase the chances that you'll actually make it to the appointment. But it also gives you a chance to see what else might be in the way for you emotionally. Taking action is a critical step. Self-procrastination is often a cornerstone of self-defeating behaviors. So once you start taking action, you build momentum towards your goals. This helps you to reduce the fear and to either build or rebuild your sense of self-worth. If you need help getting started, talking to a coach or a mentor can provide accountability and the support that you might need. And it can also help you stay energized you know, when making these, these small changes. Perfectionists tend to hate incremental progress, but it's the surest way to make the change. Right, number four, practice mindfulness. Self-defeating behavior patterns are often painful to break. They might be um, coping mechanisms to help you deal with past traumas, or they, they may have, you know, like they might have prevented you from achieving goals that meant a lot to you. Once you start unpacking them, you see the impact of these patterns on your professional life, your personal life, and your romantic relationships. It's important to learn to sit with these difficult feelings and be gentle with yourself when they come up. Practicing mindful breathing and meditation is a great idea. Not only can it help you develop self-compassion, but it can help you break down the patterns faster. Go back and have a look at my meditation episode if you if you've missed that one or you need a refresher because that you know this is all all good stuff that is going to help you get into the right frame of mind and to be more at ease with yourself. Stop giving yourself such a hard time. 
right? You can also do breath work. Breath work is going to strengthen your ability to stay present. Yeah, and and that's going to help you notice when your inner critic starts yapping away in the back of your mind. You can support this growth by working with a coach or just doing your own online research. And number five, what was five? Communicate. In some ways, the last step is both the simplest and also the scariest, right? People who self-sabotage, they're going to paradoxically do just about anything to avoid drawing attention to their insecurities. Telling people what you're afraid of might seem like jumping out of the pan into the fire, but communicating, even if it's only a little bit of your mental health journey, it can have several benefits. For one, voicing a fear often makes it seem less frightening. And another, when you're sharing your goals, it helps to build accountability and support. If your group of friends is anything like mine, telling them that you want to get a passport is bound to generate some excitement. Even if you don't tell them that you know, you're worried about time or money, you'll probably get flooded with a bunch of ideas for weekend getaways or holiday ideas. Sometimes creating a new emotional context for ourselves is just what we need for that little, that little push to, go to, you know, to move forward. So how do we stop self-sabotaging ourselves at work? Well, self-sabotaging at work can take a lot of different forms. It might include procrastinating, it could involve workplace conflicts, or maybe it's just underperforming. Here are some ideas to limit the impact of self-defeating habits at work. Number one, talk to your manager. Ask for feedback in specific areas where you can improve. If you're struggling with expectations, be honest about it. Your boss will appreciate that level of honesty, right? Probably because, first of all, no one else is doing it. So you're going to stand out and, you know, and that's, that can only be good for your career. Number two, communicate. If you're concerned about falling behind, you need to speak up about it. If you need more support, speak up. Whatever it is, staying in communication can help you focus on what needs to be done. And the more you speak up, the less scary it's going to feel. Number three, take a chance. When self-sabotage starts to affect your performance, it can cause low self-esteem. Our self-image, in turn, affects our self-efficacy and whether we feel we can successfully take on new challenges. If there's an opportunity you want to pursue, don't let your inner critic talk you out of it. Ask for support when you go after what you want. All right, so moving into self-sabotaging relationships. When we feel unworthy of love and intimacy, we often, you know, subconsciously, we push our loved ones away. Uncovering these habits is difficult, but necessary if we want to have positive personal relationships. All right, so number one, you've got to put your values first. Picking fights, acting out, lying, these are all common ways that people sabotage personal relationships. We're less likely to engage in these behaviors when we're aware of how they conflict with our values. Number two, watch out for red flags, self-red flags. When we have a history of trauma, we can find ourselves reliving the same patterns over and over and over again. This happens sometimes even when we're consciously trying to avoid it. Learning to recognize red flags in a relationship can signal that it's time to get support. Number three, you gotta work on yourself. One of the traps of personal relationships is just that. They're personal, they help us grow, but they can also pick at our deepest insecurities unlike anything else. Continuing to care for your own physical and emotional well-being is important as you strive to understand your own patterns. Right, so some final thoughts. 
As you learn more about the different types of self-sabotage and how they show up, be gentle with yourself. Often we're more harsh on ourselves than we would be on someone else. So if we start to get that feeling, ask yourself if your best friend came to you with the exact same thing, what would you say to them? Would you be as critical on them as you are on yourself? Probably not. So bear that in mind. Remember that trying to change too much at once is a classic self-defeating behavior. Working with a coach or a mental health professional can be very helpful in these situations. It can provide support and accountability as you learn how to stop self-sabotaging and moving forward. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got some value out of it. And hopefully you'll continue applying some of these techniques to be happier and you know, to feel better about yourselves. Thanks for listening to the end. Thanks for the support. Please continue to rate. That helps push the podcast higher up the list and also make it easier to find. I'm not sure you can rate on all platforms, depending what you're listening on. You can on Spotify. I'm pretty sure you can on Apple. Um, so if, if, that's, if you can, please do. And of course, I can't say this enough. Share an episode link with your friends and family, your co-workers, your classmates, anyone you know, if you think that they can benefit from the information, or even if you just think they might be interested in, in the topic that I'm talking about this week. If you have someone that's, you know, like a, a best friend that's, they're trying to, to do something about their life and improve certain aspects of life. If you're both doing it together, you're going to find that these improvements are going to be easier if you're sort of supporting each other. So, you know, when you're trying to, you know, move towards an improved life, it's easier with someone that's on the same wavelength as you, you know. And of course, you can email me at any time if you have any episode suggestions or if you just want to say hello or even if you want to tell me what I could be do, doing better. I don't care if it's positive or negative, whatever. It's all good. Happy to hear from you. Just say good day if you want to say good day. That's fine. Now, the podcast email address is improvemepodcast at outlook.com. And as always, try to imitate my blood type and be positive. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now, because we live in a litigious world where some people refuse to take responsibility for their own actions and are always looking for someone else to blame, I'm forced to remind you that this podcast is for knowledge and entertainment purposes only. Always consult a qualified professional before taking any health, psychological, pharmaceutical, mental or physical advice. Never rely on information from a podcast.